Welcome to Frasier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast. My name is Adrian Lara. I co-host this show with Greg Catapodi, who is a huge fan of Frasier. This guy has seen every episode multiple times, while me, on the other hand, am a newbie. I'm uh, relatively unfamiliar with Frasier. I knew of it, but never really got into it. So I'm seeing every episode for the first time. Let's do this. Hello. Yo, yo. This is... Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yo, yo. Yo, yo. All right. Hello. I'm Greg Catapodi. And I'm Adrian Lara. And this is Frasier, the Frasier Rewatch Podcast. And this is Season 1, Episode 20, 40-something. And this episode is about Frasier coming to terms with his age. So we cut to Frasier at the apartment. Niles is talking to the father. Eddie, the dog, is messing with Niles's shoe. And the, Eddie's just like biting at it and, and nibbling. And, <laughs> like, and, and <laughs> Niles mentions how these are some amazing shoes. And so Niles, he says, Papa, please, I got these imported from Italy from a blind cobbler. Please, Papa. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't really think about that line. And so I guess that was the point is that that's how amazing these shoes were, is that they were made by a blind person. <laughs> <laughs> they don't start out blind, you know. <laughs> you have to take a master cobbler, then blind him to make these shoes. <laughs> so the idea is that if you have one sense taken away, then your other senses become stronger. Right. It's a whole daredevil right. thought process. The cobbler sense is heightened. <laughs> 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 yes, the cobbler sense is heightened. We this order of cobblers gives everything for our art. <laughs> now of course we cannot sacrifice our hands, but our eyes. <laughs> Like, I imagine there's this whole uh, cobbling entity, this <laughs> super uh, underground organization. Like a league of cobblers? Yeah, a league of, a league of cobblers. <laughs> <laughs> they get together and find the young talent. Once they find a child that they want to take into the fold, they blind him. <laughs> All <laughs> they... right, heat up the pokers. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> heat up the pokers. You're one of us now. You're one of us. <laughs> the little boy's like, oh, great. I've always wanted to be a, a great cobbler. Now, do we make them with peaches or do we make them with strawberries? Little <laughs> oh, boys, like, so you have... don't even know what sort of cobbling you want to be involved with. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> but in the South, we do blind people that make cobbler as well. It makes it delicious. <laughs> If you blind someone that's a really good baker, it heightens their baking. Right. It's a part of the mystique, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's revealed in this episode that Fraser is 41 years old, which I found a little bit shocking because he seems to me oh, way old for 41. He seems... <laughs> we didn't tell Kelsey this, but he was cast as a 55-year-old man. <laughs> this is the head writer discussing with all the other writers. I was like, guys, listen, okay, Mr. Grammar has decided that he's 41 years old. Do not tell him that he was cast as a 53-year-old man, okay? Everyone, 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 this is important. He believes he can play 41. Let's let him live this lie, okay? This is all of our job securities at stake here. Just shut up, take the money, and tell him he's 41, guys. He originally intended Niles to be his son. <laughs> 
That's not that unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> I would buy it. Okay, yeah, Frazier, Niles is Frazier's son. That actually works. <laughs> oh, man, how awesome would that be? If that's a reveal later on in the series, like Frazier's in some kind of like, he thinks he's going to die. He's in a hospital bed. Frazier's there, gravel-voiced. He thinks he's this is it for him. <laughs> it's like, Niles, I have to tell you something. I was young and I got a woman pregnant, but we knew she was from the wrong side of the tracks and it was... She was from the wrong side of the tracks. Tacoma. <laughs> Niles, I'm your father. <laughs> oh my God. Do you realize how long I've carried that in? <laughs> but now you know, son, make me proud. And then Frazier like closes his eyes, thinking he's taking his last breath and he's still living. He opens his eyes like, oh wait, I'm going to get better. Ah, uh, oh, shit. Now I got to be a father to you? Great. It's real weird. I was seven. <laughs> yeah. It's real weird. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> No, don't like, even bring it up. <laughs> no, this is you're you're my father. You're my father. Look, forget about <laughs> it. Look, dude, look, uh, forget about it, Niles. See, Frazier's <laughs> all like, see, this is why I didn't want to tell you. I knew you'd make a big deal out of this. Ooh, it's a dream sequence now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Frazier reveals that he's having some issues with his memory. Like both Niles and Martin say to Frazier, well, you're not getting any younger. And Frazier's, of course, resisting this idea. He's like, oh, I'm still a young man. I'm not that old. I'm only four to one. And the best part was the dad. Frazier, the- you old as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Frazier, you old as hell. <laughs> yeah, so the dad was all like, it was basically like the dad was saying, like, we're the same. We're the same. And the, the father is obviously the father. <laughs> Pretty much going like, oh, yeah, Frazier, we're the same. You know, you wake up in the middle of the night to pee five or six times, don't you? We're the same. Like We're the same. I mean, no, Father, I don't really experience that uh, quite yet. Sure you don't. Sure you don't, Frazier. <laughs> I would have loved it if he just <laughs> never believed. Jeff Frazier, are you ever like, wake up and you feel a tooth is loose and you're like, oh, I'm going to lose another one. Pretty soon I'm going to need full-on dentures, right? You know what that's like, right, Frazier? Right? You know that, right? Well, I mean, I just had a checkup. Last week. Sure you did, Fraser. Sure you did. Dennis sure. said I had very healthy teeth. For oh, okay. Okay. Sure, Fraser. Okay. <laughs> the dad's just rolling his eyes. Sure, <laughs> Fraser. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> Makes the cane jack off motion. Nah, just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's the worst, right? Is like when someone says to you, oh, hey, a couple of fat guys like us, we got to stick together. Like, what? <laughs> I'm 205 pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, could lose 15. I wouldn't hurt, but uh, you, sir. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> really, I would be lighter if I didn't lift weights as, so much. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, whereas you have to dress in novelty shirts most of the time. Yeah, you have to wear Hawaiian shirts all the time. <laughs> Prescription Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> Look, uh, I have to wear this shirt under doctor's orders and supervision. <laughs> That's great. I <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish that was a real thing. If the doctor prescribed you clothing because you're fat as fuck. <laughs> 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 That'd be great if a doctor <laughs> prescribed you fat clothing. <laughs> yes, I'm going to have to... Can I get this in a generic? <laughs> yeah, my, my HMO doesn't cover it. I'm going to need a, a generic brand. <laughs> All right, so the next scene, we are at a department store. Frazier's there. Daphne's there. Martin's there. They're looking for some boxers for Martin. 
Which is weird. This just gets into the whole thing of what is Daphne's responsibilities. They're all encompassing. She does everything. Jack of all trades. So apparently she's a personal shopper person for Martin. uh, And she's there to assist him. She's picking out boxers. And Martin lets her know he wants white boxers. Right. No stripes. No patterns. He wants them white. (laughs) Come on, Daphne. You know I like my boxers like I like my police department. Um, uh, white? No, heavy starch. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. That that'd be great. Like she, you think it's going to be something racist, but no, no it's not. <laughs> yeah, Daphne, uh, call me old fashioned, but I like my boxers the way I like my school systems. Uh what um uh what do you uh with an elastic band. Oh. Hey, yo. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> It becomes almost like nonsensical. This <laughs> I understand your uh, desire for white boxers. Then there's nothing weird, or <laughs> no way I could misconstrue that. I'm sorry, I'm just too British for you. <laughs> Marty's not going to give up. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a very particular way. I'd rather be caught dead within one of your fancy gigolo style boxer briefs. <laughs> it's it's striped, Mister Crane. <laughs> yeah, like I'm some sort of prostitute. Do I look like Richard Gere to you? <laughs> Is that what you think? I'm some kind of Richard Gere type. If I was 20 years younger, I'd deck you right in the face. <laughs> Pierre. <laughs> um, Sir, my name is Peter. It's clearly written on my lapel here, <laughs> on my name badge. Yeah, whatever, Frenchie. <laughs> Your fancy plaid boxer briefs. <laughs> so, but we're, but they might wear striped boxers like some sort of gigolo. <laughs> Look, pal, I was on Vice for 12 years. I know what striped boxers can do to a man. First you go with striped boxers. Then you're slinging dope for sex. Then you got a needle in your arm at a discount hotel off of the freeway. And the coroner's showing up for your stiff body. No thank you. Plain white boxers for me. Uh, so Frazier's at the department store with Martin, with Daphne. He starts trying on some clothes or trying them up in the mirror, holding them under his chin. And again, the dad starts in with like, oh, you're an old man too, Frazier, telling Frazier some of the tricks he does. He's like, oh, if you wear your blazer, people won't see your big, fat gut, gut stick it out. <laughs> That's a trick I learned from a gigolo. <laughs> Yeah, he starts telling these these ways of hiding his body, or Frazier says. Or Martin says, well, you're kind of fat. You got a fat little belly. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, little piggy. Look at you. <laughs> He's literally poking it with a stick like, oink, oink. <laughs> oink, oink. Who's the pig now? <laughs> Ooh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> so he insults Fraser's waistline a little more classy than, than the way we did just now, but it was great. Telling him he's a little overweight, his waistline's getting a little big, goes up a pant size. He tells Fraser, Oh, check these out, they got an elastic band. Basically, almost presenting sweatpants essentially to Fraser. And Fraser's like, oh, I don't need that. I-. Martin says, Well, you know, you're getting a little shapely down there, a little bulbous around the tummy area. And Fraser says, I'm not getting heavy, I've got contours. <laughs> Which I love that Frazier, depiction. if those are contours, you're an entire topographical map of the Seattle area. <laughs> it's great. Like, so Frazier, in his mind, it's that sort of thing of, like, denial. There are some guys that got, like, fat guy confidence. You know what I'm talking about. Sure. It comes with success. So, <laughs> your Wiz Khalifa's, your Biggie Smalls, 
where mm. they're like, this is a medical condition, not a nickname, okay? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> DJ Cali, right? Uh, yeah, these are the other big guys that have a lot of style. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to take a tarp and make it fashionable. <laughs> we can work with you, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's the there's like the shape versus drape fashion choice where mm-hmm. like and this occurs even in fashionable stuff like suits where it's like okay it's just gonna be very big right very wide or it's gonna be slim. So Fraser's going with like he's got like the friggin' talking head suit now. Yeah, he looks like he's Donald Trump in that suit. Like it's so big. <laughs> yeah. That's a D- Donald Trump sort of tactic of like I don't want people to think that I'm right. fat. I'm gonna wear a giant suit. Well, <laughs> it's almost a power move. It's like, tell me I look like shit. (laughs) I dare you. That's how powerful I am. (laughs) Tell me to my face. (laughs) This tie should be going to my belt, not to my ball sack. Tell me that. (laughs) It's like you're wearing something so ridiculous it becomes fashion. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, like FDR in his wheelchair. Fashion choice. <laughs> uh, so, weather department store and this sales representative starts yeah, flirting with Frazier. Sales clerk. She starts flirting with Frazier, and basically she says he's handsome. She's asking, what does he do for a living? Which, it, this has really struck me because I thought, in the previous episodes, we've had beautiful women throw themselves at Frazier, but they've known he's been Frazier. So it makes sense. Okay, in this world, he's famous. But in this situation, here's this young woman. That's the whole gimmick of the rest of the episode, mm-hmm. is that this woman's like 22, mm-hmm. half his age, and she's essentially doing the same thing that all the other women on this episode on the show have done which is throw herself at Frazier she's basically asking for his number and he's like oh um, no 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 Frazier's resistant to this idea but it's grappling with it he can't decide because I mean she's a gorgeous woman why shouldn't he it really doesn't make sense uh in the previous episodes he's yeah sure someone (laughs) yeah yeah you want a bone let's do (laughs) it Frazier Crane is down to ghost yeah, absolutely. He's down to get all up in that ghost action. Is that? Oh, you meant ghost as in like not call a girl back? No, I did. Oh, okay. I meant it as ghost. You meant it ghost? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Frazier returns to the station after, but he's in dilemma. He's internal struggle of like, should he have dated this girl? Should he have not have? Should he have not rejected her? And so he's at the station. Bulldog's there. Roz is there. The woman shows up. She's so into him. She essentially finds out where he works and delivers these pants. She lets Frazier know. This is not something that the department store normally does. She is stepping outside her normal responsibilities. This is the second time. This is how into Fraser she is. She throws herself at Fraser again, basically saying, please date me. And Fraser's like, no. <laughs> All men have been in this situation before. Someone, oh, how many some times? attractive woman you've been interested in comes up to your office and throws herself at you, <laughs> you know, bringing you pants for some reason. <laughs> I mean, if you're Fraser Crane, this happens, seems to happen almost every episode. Fraser's like, oh, th- thanks, darling. But uh, yeah, I, there's, I, a, there's a box on the visitor form at the uh, <laughs> station that's like, Fraser Crane, love interest. Yeah. Fraser's just like, please, darling, um, I'm flattered I am, but there's no cutting in line. Right. You're going to have to take a number just like all these other ladies <laughs> and get in the back. Plus, these pants, uh, they really weren't my style. They make me look like a gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> I love this callback. <laughs> you expect me to wear this callback? I love it. <laughs> 
So the woman leaves, rejected. Frazier is, of course, torn. He wonders, did he make the right decision? And so he's discussing it with Niles or at Cafe Nervosa. Niles is like, well, Frazier, it's really up to you. You know, are you concerned about what others think of you? I think you have to make this decision for yourself. Is it possible that it could be a meaningful relationship? Why? Well, then why not? So Niles is essentially encouraging Frazier to not be concerned with what other people think. Niles, I'm still young enough to rob the cradle, right? <laughs> While Niles is giving Fraser advice, he says, you know, Maris's friends, Fraser, just taught me the most delightful game. It's like if you were to be stranded on a desert island and you could have one meal, one aria, and one bottle of wine, what would you choose? And I just love the idea of like Maris and her friends. Those of you guys that have been listening to the show know that we have this theory that Maris is a crazy monster demon type character. We never see her. And so <laughs> what would that interaction sound like? Like, does, Are her friends monsters too? <laughs> <laughs> Infant flesh. <laughs> the screams of the damned. And a house rosé. <laughs> and they high five. Right. Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> really, Niles, a house rosé. Uh. <laughs> just like I, i'm imagining them, them now like they're monsters but in like a comedic way like they look like gary larson drawings mm-hmm. like the far side monsters yeah just bug-faced women mm-hmm. or it's like a very attractive thin but then like a beetle's face or like regular human beautiful woman face then monstrous uh centipede body yeah <laughs> but she's the fun one <laughs> <laughs> I have to buy so many shoes. <laughs> Sorry, they'd be more waspy. It's like, ah, uh, it's hard to find time to shop for all these feet. <laughs> okay, so Fraser, after receiving this advice from Niles, decides, you know what? I'm going to give this woman a shot. Who cares what people think? I'm going to date this young woman. He goes back to the department store that she works at, and he approaches her, and he says, I've really done a lot of thinking. And he discusses all his reasons for not doing it. Is he just dating her so that he can seem young because he's going through a midlife crisis, all these factors? And she was, uh, as he's saying these things, her similar thoughts. So like, oh, am I just doing this because I have unresolved feelings with about my father? And then they came to a solution, both of them. And before Fraser can say, I decided that we should go ahead and give it a shot. Let's try to date. Why not? Before he can say that, she says, I think we should not date. So Fraser gets rejected. She says no. And as he's walking out of the department store, there's a mannequin. And Fraser just punches the mannequin and it falls over to the ground. <laughs> this was you. <laughs> <laughs> Very violent outburst. Right. Is this, like, does Frazier have these kind of violent outbursts all the time? Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, Mr. Crane, the last uh, bottle of Amontillado was just purchased. <laughs> and then Frazier just rage, face turns red. He's like, Rah! Flips over the cheese display. Yeah. Camera pulls back to just him hammering on so just a fallen mound. Yeah, just left after right after left after right, right, just pummeling with his fists. Right, and then he gets up, and there's like cheese impacted on his <laughs> yeah. knuckles, and he starts brushing himself off. He's just been wailing on a gigantic cheese wheel. <laughs> yeah. Just worked up animalistic rage, and then he just he's worked it all out. There's blood, but it's his wrist. It's his, uh, you know, it's his knuckles bleeding. Yeah. 
Totally. Well, this is this is Frazier. We're a very fun show, guys. <laughs> yeah, if you guys tuned in thinking, I wonder if I'm going to get a depiction of Frazier bludgeoning a cheese wheel, you did. Mm-hmm. You did. <laughs> All right, so the stinger of the episode is Daphne, and she is folding some shirts, and we see some boxers that presumably were bought for Martin. White boxers. Right. Then she was going to harass this poor man by putting one pair of striped boxers. She's evil, Daphne. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Daphne drove the last man that owned her insane the same way, so. Yeah. You know, this is her getting back. Oh, I guess not only am I all of a sudden your personal chef, I'm also right. your personal shopper. Hmm. Okay. Right. This is her getting back. Now you're going to be dressed like a whore. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what are these, Daphne? <laughs> what, those are your white boxes? Yeah. <laughs> Slowly driving him insane. He's like, what, these aren't These aren't white? These clearly have stripes. Oh, Mr. No, Bright, we only got the white boxes, as you asked for. <laughs> Moon, a dark psychological thriller. Yeah. Oh, you poor man. Let me give you an aspirin. You should lie down. You should a man your age should be worked up about underwear. <laughs> like a gigolo. <laughs> All right. Good episode, man. Cool. All right, guys. This has been our episode. This has been Prazier. I'm Adrian Lara. I'm Greg Catapoti. This has been season one, episode 20 of Prazier. Yeah, 40-something. Well, uh, if you're still listening, it's episode 20. Uh, you know, we have a Patreon. Why are you still listening to the free stuff, guys? You obviously like this, okay? There could be more. You could get more stuff you like. It's only $5. I mean, really, you're getting an, an intimate conversation about Frasier with me and Adrian Lara. Yeah. If you like the show... Go ahead and sign up for our Patreon. Hey, even if you don't like it right. and you just want to support the arts. Yeah, especially if you hate this. Really own us by paying us $5 a month, okay? Nothing would anger me personally more than someone that doesn't like this show to pay me $5. So just show me. In fact, when you uh, join the Praise Your Nation, I want you to put, I don't like this show in the text. And if you want to own me, you do that. I mean, that's the way we uh, protest things now. You By ruining your possessions, uh, paying money. If you're someone that would have burned your Nikes, well, nothing would own the libs more than paying Greg and Adrian $5 a month. Okay? Do it. Do it. Be sure to like, subscribe. Money is applause. Money is applause. Hey, and you know what? If you're still listening to this, uh, just subscribe. Just do it. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Every little bit helps. Right. Well, then, that's, that's it. You just got praised. You just got praised.